0: Hey, this is Pastor David. Thanks for plugging in today. I believe that this word from God will encourage you, challenge you, and help direct you toward your destiny. A new commandment I give unto you, Jesus said, that you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and understanding, and that you love your neighbor as yourself. Let's get right into the word. There's no one like our God, no one at all. Gave His Son for us, Jesus the Lord. Who can love us like He does? Welcome back, friends and family, to this episode of Daily Bread. I'm here in the podcasting studio to talk with you guys about the Ten Commandments. No document in history changed the world for the better, as did the Ten Commandments. In fact, ideas like universal human rights, women's equality, abolishment of slavery, parliamentary democracy, and other unique achievements could not be achieved without them. The commandments are as relevant today as as they were when they were given over 3,000 years ago. In fact, they're so relevant that the Ten Commandments are all that is necessary to make a good world, a world free from tyranny and cruelty. Imagine a world in which there was no murder or theft. There would be no need for armies or police or weapons. Men and women and children would be free, there would be no fear of being killed or robbed day or night. Imagine a world where no one coveted what belonged to their neighbor. A world where children honored their mother and father, and the family unit thrived. A world where people obeyed the commandment not to lie. The recipe for a good world is all there in these 10 sublime commandments. But there's a catch. Exodus 20 verse 1, it says, And God spoke all these words. The Ten Commandments are predicated on the belief that they were given by a higher power. Not a man, not a king, not a government, but by God. If they were given by a human authority, then you could say, who is this to tell me how I should behave? Who is this to tell me how I should act? If it isn't God who declared that murder is wrong, then murder isn't wrong. It sounds crazy, right? Am I saying that you can't be a good person if you don't believe in God? No, I'm, I'm not saying that at all. There are lots of good people who don't believe in God, just as there are a lot of bad people who do believe in God. Maybe you think that you knew that murder was already wrong, that you didn't need God to tell you that. Well, that's only half true. I have no doubt that if an atheist says that he believes murder is wrong, that he believes murder is wrong. However, you do need God to tell you. In fact, we all need God to tell us. Even if you figured out that murder is wrong, all on your own, without God and the Ten Commandments, how do you know that it's wrong? Not believe, not think, but know. How do you know that it's wrong? The reality is, you can't. Without God, right and wrong are simply personal beliefs. They're opinions. Maybe I think shoplifting is okay, and you don't. Unless there's a God, all morality is just an opinion. All morality is just a belief. Nearly every atheist philosopher has acknowledged that truth. Another problem with the idea that you don't need God to tell you that murder is wrong is that a lot of people haven't shared your view. You don't even need to look back very far to prove that point. In the 20th century, millions of people in communist societies and under Nazism killed over 100 million people. And that's not even counting one single soldier killed in a war. So don't get too confident in people's ability to figure out right from wrong without a higher authority. It's all too easy to be swayed by a government or a demagogue or an ideology or to rationalize that the wrong you're doing isn't really wrong. Even if you do figure out what is right and wrong, God is still necessary. People who know the difference between right and wrong do the wrong thing all the time. Why? Because they can. They can because they think no one is watching. But if you recognize that God is the source of moral law, you believe that he is always watching. So even an atheist would want people to live by the moral laws of the Ten Commandments. And even an atheist has to admit that the more people that believe God gave the law, and therefore it is not just opinion, the better the world would be. Over the next few episodes of Daily Bread, We're going to detail out these 10 amazing commandments, and you will see the heart of the Father God in a way that you might not have imagined before. Let's look at this first commandment. It's found in Exodus 20 and in verse 2. It says, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Now, you may be thinking, that didn't sound much like a command. In truth, it's a statement. The original Hebrew more accurately reads the 10 statements this statement is so important that none of the other commandments make any sense without it first god is giving these commandments not moses or any other human being not any other authority god is giving them second god is the one who delivered you from slavery not moses or any other human being reasoning that therefore You have an obligation to me, to God. We have an obligation to our God. And what is that obligation? That you live by the following nine commandments. This is the beginning of what is known as ethical monotheism. And that's the greatest world-changing innovation offered in the Bible. It means that one God, monotheism, is the source of, of all morality. Morality is an objective code of right and wrong and does not come from human opinion. It comes from God and therefore is greater than human opinion. It's not about my truth or his truth or your truth. It's about the truth. Another meaning to ethical monotheism is that what God wants most from us is that we treat other human beings morally. What's really interesting is that none of the Ten Commandments concern what humans must do for God. Before the Ten Commandments, all people believed that they needed to do a lot for their gods. Feed them, sacrifice people to them, make all kinds of crazy monuments and statues to them. Thanks to the Ten Commandments, mankind learned that what God wants is that we be good to our fellow human beings. Even the commandments concerning not having false gods and not carrying God's name in vain are ultimately about morality. The thing we can do for God is to treat his other children decently. Parents, think about how much joy you feel when your kids are kind to each other, how much peace is in your house when everybody's getting along. In contrast, think how disturbing it is when they're cruel with one another so too, God, who is likened to our Father in heaven, cares most about how we treat other human beings, all of whom are his children. The third critical lesson about this first statement is the importance and meaning of freedom. Interesting that God didn't start this list with, I am the Lord your God, who created the world, so you'd better listen to me. Instead, he declares that he was the one who took his people out of slavery and into freedom. It's such an awesome picture of God right up front. We all think that God's going to put humanity in line by his wrath or his thunderbolts or his pillars of fire or the raining sulfur, but God's kindness does something that his wrath never could. His kindness brings people to repentance. His goodness drives people toward him. We worship a good father. And even within the Ten Commandments, it is written right from the beginning about how good God is. This is what he wants his people to know about him. These are the reasons that people should follow him. He doesn't say, you should follow me because I'm all-powerful. You should follow me because I could destroy you in the blink of an eye. He says that he's the one that took his people out of slavery and into freedom. And that's how much God hates slavery and how important God considers freedom. We are fortunate to live in a country that was founded on the idea of freedom. And I've heard the media proclaim that our country was founded on slavery. That's not true, that's a lie. That is not America's legacy. America did not create slavery, yet we were one of the first to break it. That's our legacy. The Liberty Bell, the most iconic symbol of the Revolution, has this scripture carved into it. Proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants thereof. All is a quantifying word that means exactly what it says all. But there is another important lesson about freedom that we can learn from the opening of the Ten Commandments, and that is what freedom means. God is saying, I took you out of slavery and into freedom. And these Ten Commandments are the way. They are the blueprint. It is the path to make a free society. You cannot be a free people If you do whatever you want, the truth is freedom comes from moral self-control and morality isn't subject of legislation. Morality is something we learn through relationship with God, relationship with a higher power. And therein lies the heart of the grace culture. Lastly, this opening statement should forever settle the question, does God like me? Because this statement makes it clear that God cares deeply about human beings. While it's most impressive to create the world, to breathe out stars, what really matters is not only that there is a creator, but that the creator cares about his creation. We worship a good God. He's an invisible God, but he is a good God. And because of his invisibility, when he chooses to describe himself, he describes himself in a way that shows his kindness and his love and his mercy along with his justice and rule and reign. He is pure. He is perfect. He is lovely. And all of those things are made abundantly clear as you study out his Ten Commandments which we'll be talking about over the next few episodes of Daily Bread. Thanks for joining us for this episode. Make sure you explore our archive of messages on YouTube by typing Strong Tower Casper in the search bar. Thanks again for listening. Without your faithful support, we wouldn't be able to do the work that God has called us to. If you know someone who would be blessed by what you just heard, please pass this along. At Strong Tower, we believe that you are a unique expression of God's love and creativity, and we consider it an honor to be a part of your journey.